After hearing their statements, the Supreme Personality of Godhead began to smile. He told them that they should not be sorry for being refused by the Brahmins, because that is the way of begging. He convinced them that while one is engaged in collecting or begging, one should not think that he will be successful everywhere. He may be unsuccessful in some places, but that should not be a cause for disappointment. Lord Krishna then asked the boys to go again, but this time to the wives of those Brahmins engaged in the sacrifices. He also informed them that these wives were great devotees. They are always absorbed in thinking of us, he said. Go there and ask for some food in my name and the name of Balaram, and I am sure that they will deliver you as much food as you desire. Carrying out Krishna's orders, the boys immediately went to the wives of the Brahmins. They found the wives sitting inside their house. They were very beautifully decorated with ornaments. After offering them all respectful obeisances, the boys said, Oh dear mothers, please accept our humble obeisances and hear our statement. May we inform you that Lord Krishna and Balaram are nearby. They have come here with the cows, and you may know also that we have come here under their instructions. All of us are very hungry, therefore we have come to you for some food. Please give us something to eat for Krishna, Balaram, and ourselves. Immediately upon hearing this, the wives of the Brahmins became anxious for Krishna and Balaram. These reactions were spontaneous. They did not have to be convinced about the importance of Krishna and Balaram. Immediately upon hearing their names, they became very anxious to see them. Being advanced by thinking of Krishna constantly, they were performing the greatest form of mystic meditation. All the wives then became very busily engaged in filling up different pots with nice foodstuffs. Due to the performance of the sacrifice, the various food was all very palatable. After collecting a feast, they prepared to go to Krishna, their most lovable object exactly in the way rivers flow to the sea. For a long time, the wives had been anxious to see Krishna. However, when they were preparing to leave home to go see him, their husbands, fathers, sons, and relatives asked them not to go. But the wives did not comply. When a devotee is called by the attraction of Krishna, he does not care for bodily ties. The women entered the forest of Vrindavan on the banks of the Jamuna, which was verdant with vegetation and newly grown vines and flowers. Within that forest they saw Krishna and Balaram engaged in tending the cows, along with their very affectionate boyfriends. The Brahmins' wives saw Krishna putting on a garment glittering like gold. He wore a nice garland of forest flowers and a peacock feather on his head. He was also painted with the minerals found in Vrindavan, and he looked exactly like a dancing actor on a theatrical stage. They saw him keeping one hand on the shoulder of his friend, and in his other hand he was holding a lotus flower. His ears were decorated with lilies. He wore marks of tilak, and he was smiling charmingly. With their very eyes, the wives of the Brahmins saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead, of whom they had heard so much, who was so dear to them, and in whom their minds were always absorbed. Now they saw him eye to eye and face to face, and Krishna entered within their hearts through their eyes. They began to embrace Krishna to their heart's content, 
and the distress of separation was mitigated immediately. They were just like great sages who, by their advancement of knowledge, merge into the existence of the Supreme. As the Supersoul living within everyone's heart, Lord Krishna could understand their minds. They had come to him, despite all the protests of their relatives, fathers, husbands, brothers, and all the duties of household affairs. They came just to see him, who was their life and soul. They were actually following Krishna's instructions in the Bhagavad Gita. One should surrender unto him, giving up all varieties of occupational and religious duties. The wives of the Brahmins actually carried out the instruction of Bhagavad Gita in total. He therefore began to speak to them, smiling very magnificently. It should be noted in this connection that when Krishna entered into the wives' hearts, and when they embraced him and felt the transcendental bliss of being merged with him, the Supreme Lord Krishna did not lose his identity, nor did the individual wives lose theirs. The individuality of both the Lord and the wives remained, yet they felt oneness in existence. When a lover submits to his lover without any pinch of personal consideration, that is called oneness. Lord Chaitanya has taught us this feeling of oneness in his Sikshastaka. Krishna may act freely, doing whatever he likes, but the devotee should always be in oneness or in agreement with his desires. That oneness was exhibited by the wives of the Brahmins in their love for Krishna. Krishna welcomed them with the following words, My dear wives of the Brahmins, you are all very fortunate and welcomed here. Please let me know what I can do for you. Your coming here, neglecting the restrictions and hindrances of relatives, fathers, brothers, and husbands, in order to see me, is completely befitting. One who does this actually knows his self-interest, because rendering transcendental loving service unto me, without motive or restriction, is actually auspicious for the living entities." Lord Krishna here confirms that the highest perfectional stage of the conditioned soul is surrender unto him. One must give up all other responsibilities. This complete surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the most auspicious path for the conditioned soul, because the Supreme Lord is the supreme objective of love. Everyone is loving Krishna ultimately, but realization is according to the advancement of his knowledge. One comes to understand that his self is the spirit soul, and the spirit soul is nothing but a part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, the Supreme Lord is the ultimate goal of love, and thus one should surrender unto him. This surrender is considered auspicious for the conditioned soul. Our life, property, home, wife, children, house, country, society, and all paraphernalia which are very dear to us are expansions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is the central object of love because he gives us all bliss, expanding himself in so many ways according to our different situations, namely bodily, mental, and spiritual. My dear wives of the Brahmins, Krishna said, you can now return to your homes, engage yourselves in sacrificial activities, and be engaged in the service of your husbands, and household affairs, so that your husbands will be pleased with you and the sacrifice which they have begun will be properly executed. 
After all, your husbands are householders, and without your help, how can they execute their prescribed duties?'